Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Dander. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Mark Davison. Mark, mate, what's what's happening? Wow, what a great week. Football is back. Hey? <laughs> You're pumped. What a time. Yeah, I was, I was pretty pumped watching the game. Like, um, I did a little live stream with my, my Australian fans here and it was a good time. All having all a few right. drinks, all watching the game. Um, if you're going to ask me about the fourth quarter, I don't really remember because I did. We did have a few drinks, so. Um, but I did have some, you know, few, few standouts and a few, um, you know, what's Hall of Fame players or some some players are really, you know, took it to them. I, it was just great to see football back. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, man. Like you know, it's been <laughs> it's been a long off season. You know? I, know, right? I think I think it's been a long off season for all the fans. You've had lockdowns. It feels like. 2020 again and then you know even for us like we love doing this show with everyone you know we honestly do uh but you know hats go out to all of us at btsc i think we don't uh often compliment each other on the different content that we're trying to put out there because it can be really it can be really hard in some of these weeks and we gotta you know mark and i take a lot of pride in coming up with things that are going to interest you guys um, both on the YouTube side, because we're very, very grateful to do the YouTube side. It's something we really wanted to do when we came, like Mark sort of came up with Touchdown Under, and it's something I was really keen on as well. And then on the audio side too, making things really interesting for when you listen back, because there's a bit of theatre that Mark and I do, which if you're listening on the audio side, if you ever get a chance to listen to us live, 
you know, on the YouTube, you know, really would love to have you because we, there are some things that we do and there's distractions that we, we, we Mark tries to give to me and then I try to give to him and some interactions and, you know, I'm always like trying to, you know, do gestures and, and describe things as well. So, you know, Mark's even doing it right now. Uh, and you see some of the stuff he used to do to me in the early days of the podcast that used to put me off. I think it was before week four last year and I'm going through talking deep through some stats and Mark's just starts dancing with these little mini helmets across the screen to put me off. So, you know, we do really enjoy the YouTube side. And, and with that, we've got some classics in the classics in the house today, Portner, Clarence, Raheem, Jay, Devil, Owen, David in the UK. It's, I think it's like 3am over there, 4am or, or something ridiculous like that. Um, Brad Jewett, some people on the Facebook side, Avery Harris. So, you know, thank you for joining today's Hall of Fame. Um, we're going to try and get the show wrapped up within the hour because we are conscious of trying to make it so that everyone's got time to listen to Donnie Shell live, which sort of did a prediction on when Donnie Shell might be speaking. But, Mark, Hall of Fame enshrinement today, we've got Donnie Shell, Troy Palomalu. Um, I think you've got the Palomalu on right now. I took mine off because yep. I was getting a bit hot before the show. Um, and then Bill Cower as well. Like, what a day. What a day to be on Steelers Touchdown Under. Oh, it's a great day today, isn't it? Like, I'm going to wear this jersey the whole year um, just for Troy. And because, like, last year as well, before the game, I wasn't wearing a jersey in, in the Steelers versus Browns game. And I thought I, I could just kind of, you know, put it to the side and I'll just, just wear my normal T-shirt. And then we got, like, robbed by, like, 28 points. I went to halftime, put the, the Troy on, and it, it started to work a little bit. So this season, I'm going to wear Troy um, every single week, you know. Keep it clean, of course. Like, I'm not going to get it dirty or, or whatnot, but... Uh, what, you're going to wear yeah, every what, week's show, you're going to wear the, the, wear the Troy? Uh, okay, not maybe not on the show, but like when the game is on, <laughs> you know. Okay. I like to mix it up. I've, I've got a chaise here as well. Uh, I've got a big Ben that's uh, that's in the in, in, on the, the door there. Um, but yeah, what a great day for the Hall of Fame. Five yeah. Steelers going in, into the Hall of Fame. Um, it's something that I think that the Steel fans can get really pumped up about. I know that I had a chance to go over. And I know that if you did have a chance, you would go over. Like you probably build a boat and travel over there to, to see these players. It's just as good as a game to, to see these guys get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, it is something really special that the NFL puts on. And you've just got to applaud these guys for their hard work. And, and it's, it's probably, it has to be the pinnacle of all football, right? Making a team, you know, fantastic. But getting that gold jacket and that that uh, bronze uh, bust, and you're in the Hall of Fame, and there's only so many people who can do that. So it's it's definitely, yeah, wow, what what a good achievement. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point, Mark. That you know, we talked we we talk a lot about what happens, you know, from a game and what have you. But I want to pull out two things that struck out to me in this game. Um, and I got, I missed the first half live, um, you know, so I had to go back and watch that. And I ended up watching the first quarter twice um, to pick out a couple of things. And two things stuck out to me in that first half were, number one, the interview with Big Ben, and he looked really comfortable and really relaxed. And I'm actually, I'm a lot more pumped as a Steelers fan after listening to Big Ben in his sideline interview. I think, you know, there's a, there was a, you know, an aura of quiet confidence about him. But the other thing that speaks to what you were saying there about the Hall of Fame was Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning was talking about having his dad introduce him. And Peyton Manning was talking about Tom Brady coming to sit in his area, you know, during the during his speech. And I thought that was pretty cool because when you think about it, like these guys are so competitive on the field, right? So competitive. And look, there are some players that don't get to play on 
Um, oh, sorry, they don't get to play on the one team throughout their whole career like a Troy, you know, and what have you. But the respect that each other has, I think, is incredible. And when you think about how many people from the Steelers organization that are going into the Hall of Fame this weekend, it's a massive deal. Like, this is a massive, and as you said, I know you were, you were going to go over there last year until COVID hit, you know, and you have done anything. We talked about it for you to get back this year. And obviously, we had no idea what this pandemic was going to look like. But I just think it's incredible. Like, you know, what a weekend it is to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and to honor these players, you know. And even they talked to Donnie Shell and Donnie, you know, they're like, did you ever think you were going to get in? They talked to, um, I'm having a mental blank, I think it's Pearson, the, the safety from the Cowboys who's going in as well. Man, that guy was fired up. He played in the, played like in the 70s, I think it was, or whatever. He was fired up. He got a tattoo to mark the occasion. Like he was just like, you know, going woo the whole time. Like it was just terrific. So I think, you know, as fans, we've got to appreciate that, you know, yeah, these guys make millions, but there's for a lot of the players, it's the legacy that they that they hold strong. And, you know, it's what fans tie themselves to for 50 plus years, you know. Could you imagine, Maddie, like uh, us two being over there and then the 34, 40 people in the live chat now, all in that crowd talking Steelers football. I know you and I can talk Steelers football until we fall over. Like I have conversations with people about the NFL in Australia and I have to tell them, hey, when you're ready to stop talking about the NFL, tap me on the shoulder and say stop and let me know and I'll walk away. Can you imagine all the people in the live chat and audio listening right now, how fun it would be talking about Heinz Ward, Troy, Bill, and the speeches. And um, what's that one he said in there? Um, hey, Peasy, will you be quiet this week? Like, there's so much to this this day. Um, and you and I are so excited being a million miles away in Australia. But to, to meet those people, just to have a glance at seeing them, God, it'd be a special occasion. <laughs> That's it, I'm mate. Up That's again, it. Man. I'm fired up, mate. Well, as the title of the show says, <laughs> a little bit bold, but who was lame? And who found fame this week in that game against the Cowboys? So, I think what we're going to we're going to kick it off. I think we both we've both got three players that we thought were lame, and then we'll talk about three players that found fame. And then I think we're going to introduce the new um, you know award system that Mark and I are going to be putting throughout the preseason and season. And we think we might open it up to some of the other BTSC guys as well once it comes season, where I'm working on a bit of a plan of how that might work. Uh, to share with the guys. And it's something we've talked about, it, I think, about three or four months ago. So we're excited to do that and then really keen to get into some Q&A as well. So, Mark, let's crack into it. We've got three players that we thought were, thought were lame. Who was, the, who was the lamest duck for you on this squad this week? Okay. And I don't know if you'll agree with me, but the standout for me, the, the lamest stealer, uh, if we can put it that way, has to be Justin Lame. Justin Lane. I didn't like anything that I saw of that of that that cornerback playing, um, uh, you know his position there. Now I thought other cornerbacks beat him out. Yes, the secondary wasn't the best we we have seen, but it's a preseason game. I just saw a lot of times he gave up a lot of possessions, a lot of first downs. He played too far off in on coverage. Now he did make a great uh, um, fumble, but he let the guy have fifteen yards. So I can't give him that. So I have to say, uh, Justin, he's my he's my first candidate for for being lame. Really, he had four tackles. He had four tackles. He was up there. Yeah, but but he led in sixty yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, so he led in the sixty yards. That was your that was your thing that kind of got you there. I just he was the one that stood at the most. Now there could have been more guys on the defensive line that didn't get to their to the quarterback. 
But yeah. uh, however, where the ball travelled, uh, I just believe he let in a few, um, a few first downs. And yes, he did recover on that on that fumble, like on that punch out. Great. So I don't know. But mate, another thing I thought about too. Um, it's the first game. It's the very first game. So we haven't seen football in so long. So we're like yeah. looking over every single piece of like blade of grass and thinking who's going to play what, what's going to happen. Um, but I have to choose. He, he's got to be the top, I think. Who, who's your number three? Yeah, so my top guy is definitely um, <laughs> Marcus Allen. <laughs> he's, we've talked about him before and things like my what the hell five a few weeks back. He, he just looks lost out there. I know people are like cut him some slack. He's moving from that linebacker position. He did that last year. He looked terrible then. He's not someone that's only got a couple of years experience. He's got several. I, I, this experiment's not working. I get he's a good tackler, but to be, to, for that to be a capability for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he has to be actually near the ball. He looks lost out there. He looks incredibly lost. And I, look, I appreciate that, you know, it is the NFL, you know, and, and it's – it's a tough grade and he's making a, you know, career switch if you like, but you know, we need proper depth at that position. We lost Vince Bush is coming back off an injury. You know, there's a bit of flux in that room. I mean, depending on, I mean, you might have Spillane in your list. Some people think Spillane, you know, it was just a bit rusty out of the gates. Other people think Spillane looked a bit ominous, you know, on a couple of days ago. But for me, like Marcus Lane, this experiment has got to stop. I'm, I'm just not a fan of this. This is not going to work in our favor, you know? And and when I talk about one of the good players that we had later on, you know, I think we can, we can schematically cover what we're trying to get J- Justin Lane, uh, Justin Lane, Marcus Allen to sort of be able to serve up for us. So Marcus Allen, for me, that he did not find fame. He was lame, you know, and I stick by what I've said, you know, throughout the whole offseason regarding him. Yeah, I tend to agree with that because I find that, uh, a lot of the middle linebackers didn't really play too well to the, uh, in this game. Um, and I think this game is really built around a lot of the run game too. However, the Cowboys did really move the ball in the passing game too. Mm. So now with that one, Spillane didn't make my list, but I was uh, really perplexed on like one one uh, uh, play where he covered the, the running back and it was a, a slant route. And they did like a pick and everyone saw it. And the receivers ran. He, he's got so much time to run. It's just a running race to the ball. So I don't know what he, what he was doing there. He was play, playing more off or he was playing man-to-man or if he had, that was his guy. But um, I don't think that the middle linebackers did a very good job. Maybe until the maybe until the fourth quarter when Buddy came in. Yeah. Because my other guy, my other guy, a bit like your guy, is uh, UG3. I didn't really see him do too much. You know, a lot of these... I agree with you. Number two. Yeah, okay. So he wasn't on there for me as number two, but I agree with you. There was... There was times where he was around the ball, and there was there was one point. It was in the first half, might have been about ten minutes in, I think. And like, he was just like, he was a couple of yards off the guy. Like he was kind of in the right position, but he wasn't going to do anything. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, he's missed a lot of football. I'm I'm happy to give UG three a bit more time, but if I'm walking out of this game and I'm going, Bush is my number one, Spilly is my number two, Marcus Allen. And UG3 aren't my number three. Buddy Johnson's my number three. And, you know, in terms of on my depth chart, right? And even then, Buddy, the way the way he, you know, and I don't, I will, look, we're not going to talk about him now as one of the guys that found fame. I'll replace him. But he's one of the guys that found fame for me because I thought in his first NFL showing in that defense, I thought Buddy showed up 
And it goes back to there with Spillane. I think, yeah, I've, I've got some question marks. And in fact, I think Owen and I were getting into it on Twitter with uh, Shannon White, you know, from the uh, from the hangover and, you know, writer on BTC as well. We were talking about it. And I was actually saying, you know, if, if, <laughs> do you want to, if uh, James Washington wants to do a trade, like wants to be traded, you know, why not flip him and uh, Mason Rudolph to the Falcons and bring in Dion Jones? The numbers actually do stack up later in our, you know, in the next couple of seasons for us, but bring in another quality linebacker because, you know, and I don't want to see an overreaction to anything from from last week, you know, or from the Hall of Fame game, if you you know, depending on it's not really a week or previous. But yeah, for me, we've got big questions right now. They they need to get that linebacking group well into gear before before you know the second and third week of the preseason. We need to get this sorted out. Yeah, but at the same time too, I think we played that uh Ben Badone break mentality with our with our defense, and it was a first one, so the thing that annoyed me the most, I guess, when uh, with this game is how easy they got the yards, though. That, that's that's the only thing that really annoyed me with the Cowboys' offense. It just seemed yeah. like they got the yards so easily. They they got a through. They let go of a four, uh, a few fourth and fifteens. Um, Denuccio wanted the bloke to run it back for fifteen yards to get a first down near the end. Um, uh, there's some probably some communication issues on on the defense, but we did have some other standouts with some guys picking stuff off. But um. Yeah, we've both done uh, middle linebackers now. Do you, who's your number second? Yeah, so who was your second? Because you said Spillane wasn't actually there. Who was your second one? You, you, UG3, it has to be. Oh, that's uh, right. Okay, that's like right. That. UG3, you're going to count him because you said Spillane. Yeah. So my second yeah. one was, um, you know, and I've been pretty patient with him, but my second one, and we do have a super chat, which we'll come to after we get through these, uh, get through these, uh, you know, the Weimer players. But my second one was Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry. Like, now... We're already seeing it in the live chat right now, and it's pretty polarizing. Mason can hit the deep ball, right? No, no qualms about that whatsoever. But and I actually looked back at the Claypool sweep. Claypool ran a pretty tight line. So if if Mason hadn't have fumbled the ball, they probably would have hit each other. I wonder whether Claypool went a little bit quickly there, but I might be off. It just I looked at it a couple of times. It's like, oh, I'm not sure it's quite Mason. But regardless, mistakes seem to keep finding their way to Mason Rudolph. Like and I and I don't get it right now. I know the O line, you know, was a bit makeshift in a way, you know, in terms of the you know what we pulled together for that game and the experience. But at some point, Mason's got to instill some more confidence. And I didn't think he'd improve. In fact, I felt like he'd regressed off that Browns game last year. And again, I know it was the first hit out, but like they're they're managing Ben's reps. They. They've not given everything to Haskins either. At what point is Mason going to step up? And I'm, I, I don't know. I just did not find this inspiring. He's another one that's got to, you know, really show some improvement over the next few weeks because, you know, you can't miss. It, it's great if you can hit the 45-yard deep pass, but it's not that you're not doing Hail Marys the whole time. You've got to be able to hit your slants. You've got to be able to hit your bread and butter, you know, short and medium passes. So for me, Mason is a really needs to step it up. He, he looks a bit um a bit stiff out there, doesn't he? He looks a bit like a robot. Yeah, he's, he's like he needs, he's like the Ryan, he's like the Switzer of of quarterbacks. Yeah. He he needs to loosen up a little bit, I think, and uh just trust his ability in some of these throws and just the, his his mechanics in the pocket. But I think like he's still got good yards. He had like 70 yards or something like that. However, there was someone more, actually most of the game was check down Charlie's really just to the, the running back, but 
there's a I'd have felt there was a, a a bigger difference from Dwayne Haskins reading the play first and then checking down to the running back or the tight end than it was to Rudolph reading the play and checking down. It felt different with Haskins. He felt more comfortable in the pocket. Um, I, I, I think I, I think Rudolph can be more easily figured out than Haskins at this, at this moment. Well, and I, well, I want to talk about Haskins because he's actually one of my players that found fame, right? And I've been very, uh, okay, whatever about Dwayne Haskins, but I want to talk about some, I, when we come to the fame guys, I want to talk about him because he's someone who actually showed up for me and, and a particular thing that he did that speaks exactly to what you said there. All right. Well, then, who was the who was the next player? Um, so we've done we've both done three two. Who was the next player on your and by three being the one that we thought was the lamest? Um, this, you know, in terms of their performance, who was the next player on your list? So my player here is uh, he might not even make the roster, but number ninety nine Mondo. I thought this was a good opportunity to really show yeah. uh, Steeler fans and Cowboys that you are a competitive Steeler and you need to be uh, part of the roster. And he really didn't do anything. I didn't see him do much on the field at all. And he started with them. So he, he started, uh, I, I think he started uh, defensive end or, or tackle when he was on the field for the first quarter, two quarters. And he kind of was very similar to some of your blokes there. He was a little bit lost. He he didn't, um, nothing put on tape for me that said, wow. Like there's some other guys that I got in the in the fame that, that wowed me with uh, a big hit or two. But I didn't see anything from Mondo. Uh, there's other guys like Davis that played much, like, much better. Um, I think this is the opportunity where you've only these kind of guys only have three or four games, and then it's cut time. So you've got to, yeah, you've got to put everything out there, you know, like some other players do. So I don't know if you agree with number ninety nine. I don't know. I do. I hundred percent do. I, I completely. I, I think you're right for where what he needed to do to prove his worth to this roster. Um, outside being a practice squad member, I'm not sure if he qualifies this year or not. You know, I. Yeah, I completely, completely. Agree yeah, for with him, you. for him, it's different to another rookie. It's for him. It's really time to now to 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 do it or shut up and go home. It has to be. It's, rubber it's, that, that's is the hitting the road. The rubber yeah, is hitting that's the road. A, that's a reality for number ninety nine. And I did like a few plays of him. Uh, I liked his block in last year and some of those things. And there was some good stealer intent. Um, but this is the game in the Hall of Fame game. You've got to take control, which we do know. Like another. Uh, number fifty six did he took control? He well, he's my he's my number car. three. When we talk about the we talk about the fame guys, like that was that yeah. was it. But look, you know, before and I'll list my player, my last of the lame players. There's a lot of debate going right on right now in our live chat around Mason Rudolph. Is he good? Is he bad? This is going to continue while he was he's on the roster. There's going to be games that people think he did well. There's going to be in the same game, other people are going to think he absolutely, you know, pooed the bed. You know, like it, this is exactly this is this is Mason Rudolph. He's just too polarizing for people. And you know, we're never going to come to this conclusion. But I'm just saying, out of this week, he he just did not look comfortable. And at this point, he's got to start showing some comfortability in that pocket. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, even Aaron Butler, you know, the uh, Ravens, you know, you know, listener uh, says, you know, Mason Rudolph is really good. Please keep him, pay Mason. Well, given what uh, what we what they think of Lamar Jackson throwing the football, I, I'm not sure I'm going to take that take that advice. But you know, oh well. Uh, all right, so my player was Cassius Marsh. I've ranted on Cassius Marsh a lot this off season. Yeah, there was one play toward the end of the second quarter. Where he was in there, you know, you know, that quarterback, and there was that fault, that was that fumble, but there was pressure from other players. 
gosh, it's what you said with Mondo there, though, Mark. You're playing against guys that are either like pretty much undrafted rookies or fifth stringers, you know, at, at points of that game when he was on the field. And like, there's no impact. And he's meant to be our, you know, fourth depth piece at the position. I just, like, when are we going to cut the loss? Like, the Pokemon King's got to get back in the Pokeball. Like, outskis, mate. Yeah. And he's coming, what is he, eight years, nine years? These are the games that they, they have to, like, it would be great to see him get a sack or, he, okay, he got one sack. I still didn't think he was comfortable, though. I agree with you. I really don't think that, uh, uh, Cassie the way Highsmith was coming off on the other side, like there were there were times that like, yeah. like he oh pushed my gosh, he, he pushed like, the how quarter, are you not there? He pushed the quarterback into to Mars basically. Uh, that helped him having Highsmith there. I, I just think some of these plays, yeah, I just don't really see them as a stealer. Like there's a different mentality a bit to be a stealer. We all know it, and we know that Highsmith has it. And you talk about him. And I've got him for our, our point segment too. But but hey, look, Cassius Marsh. Like, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I do. <laughs> Adios, amigos. <laughs> nah, out, out. See yeah. you later, alligator. Oh, just don't even. Nah, that's uh. See you later. That's just. <laughs> no it, it, could be, it. it could be. It could be. It could be a timing thing as well. Maybe he's not. You know, jumping off the line just as fast. Maybe he's not reading. You know, you can be physical all you want, but you got to be like a troll. You got to be like someone like that 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 can anticipate what's going to happen on the play. Uh, and he seemed to, he showed in the Browns game that he doesn't have that. It just doesn't have that energy to do that on the on the on the line. And if he's our weakest link, then we're getting run that way all day, every day. And it puts more pressure on TJ Watt if they if they comes in for uh, Highsmith. Yeah. So I think I think yeah. it's a lot of pressure on him next week too. Do you think he will he get cut after the five? Oh, not the five games. Well, do you think he'll get cut overall? Nah, he'll be the last. He'll be on the last list that gets cut. Um, you know, what I'm gonna, what's going to frustrate me, and I can see it happening right now, I can already see it, right, is if Q from the U, who I think had a fair game, if Q from the U doesn't do anything lights out, they try and get him, find a way to keep him on a practice squad, and he won't make the practice squad. He won't pass waivers. So, like, I will really frustrate me if they, they, they hope to, you know, put Q from the U on the practice squad He'll get, he'll get taken and they keep Cassius Marsh. If they do that, I'm going to be absolutely livid. In fact, if they do that on the day we have a show, Mark, um, you might need to find a replacement for me because I'm not going to be a happy man. <laughs> 100%. going to go back and get uh, our mate Shield. He's running today. Yeah, to let's go that. back and get Shield. Yeah, so yeah. Shield sent us a super chat. Uh, it's been a, been a little while since we've noticed Shield, but we know that he listens back to us on the audio side. He's like, hey, mates. In northern Michigan, getting ready for my first triathlon. Wish me luck, Steeler friends, and I'm excited to have some football back. Good luck, Shield. You know, hopefully you've been watching a bit yeah, of the Olympics. Luck, it's inspiring. Um, but that's incredible, the triathlon. I mean, yeah, that's just ma- massive effort there, mate. The runs, swim, the bike. Put in the live chat. Tell us which you feel is the strongest one that you're at. Like, where are you going to where are you gonna challenge the other guys? I'd love to know. Um, but we know that you've been training for this for a while, so – um, really awesome as part of the BTSC family to have Shield in the house today. You know, and we love supporting, you know, all of our Steelers family. So, you know, absolutely an awesome one there from Shield. All right, Mark. Well, let's take a break from the lame and fame and let's move it to our usual segment, the sling and the slang, just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock. He didn't get to do it this week. 
really like to sling the Aussie slang. Do you have an Aussie theme word topic for the listeners this week? Uh, yes and no, but mostly yes. Because, Maddie, you're a legend. Oh, thanks very much, mate. Oh, that was just part of the skit. Um, oh, okay. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. it. No. <laughs> no, you are a legend. This is what this is another thing we say in Australia. Uh, you're a legend, mate, or you're a ledge or ledge, mate. Um, and I find it funny with the, the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony on today, how they are actual legends for the game. And yet we throw this word legend out like it's nothing. Like if I asked you, can I can I borrow your pen at, uh, pen at school? Uh, thanks, mate. Ledge. And you're like, oh, I'm a legend for that. Like we do some little things to become a legend. And the guys on TV on the Hall of Fame have 12-year careers and they play lights out the whole career to become a legend. Uh, you and I take out take the bins out for our partner. Oh, well, would your partner say that? Probably not. <laughs> uh, you're a legend. Uh, you know, or stuff like that. Or, you know, can I borrow five bucks? It's even at work. Yeah, it's like partner. work. Yeah, like work when the colleague does you a favor or something, you know, what a ledge kind of thing, you know, like grabs yeah. your coffee when they go out to get one or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Owen David's truth, mate. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are a legend, legendary. Um, but no, you are a legend. I gotta, I gotta say that. Like, oh, not in like the, the the mythical term of like you know one of the gods or whatever. But um, in our Aussie slang, that's what we say to everyone, really. And it's just that funny how we take these words when they don't they mean something completely different in other languages and and Hall of Fame games like of today in the the ceremonies, and uh, we do it for for you know the smallest things possible that we're thankful for too. Um, but uh, I believe yours is a little bit different today compared to mine. <laughs> yeah. mine but I don't know. I don't know whether this is going to be Aussie slang or, or not. But um, mine's bludger right now for the for Owen David and the other British people in the house. That's not a. We're not talking about the Quidditch term of a bludger. Uh, but now bludger is a lazy person for us, and I, I actually think it's pretty universal. I, I'm pretty sure I have heard Americans say it. Um, let's trade the kicker from some Vegemite, mate. Yeah, I mean, well, Sloman's there to rest up. Sloman's there to rest up Boswell's, Boswell's knee so, and hip, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but, yeah, no, mine's like bludger and, you know, lazy person, and I think we've talked about some lame people. We've talked about some people that have been bludging. Um, I'll tell you what, TJ, what's not bludging? He's waiting for his contract, and that's uh, I'm a little bit getting unfair enough with that. Uh, I'll tell you a fun fact, though, Mark. I had a... Um, <laughs> I had a teacher in school once. I got in, I got in big trouble for this one. His last name was Bulger, right? I think oh, that was a quarterback, no. Bulger, in the NFL. <laughs> anyway, he rocked up late to class, and we're all standing out there waiting. And da, da, da. and I just you know, basically said very loudly, you know, to the person next to me, I'm like, they sh he should change his name from Mr. Bulger to Mr. Bludger. Well, that got me into a whole lot of trouble, uh -huh. that one, didn't it? So uh -huh. I've always had a big mouth on me. Aren't kids awful? Aren't we awful as in when we're in school? Like we did. Nah, he we was. Didn't... He was. He was a. He was a Wang Harbs. So. All oh, right. We did everything some... he got. Yeah, fair. But we did some crazy. Nah, things. Nah, he's actually probably a really good bloke. I was probably. An <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine that being a teacher. You'd go out and press thirty people, and the minute you fall over or trip, that's their name for the next four years. It's uh, it's a bit way. It's a bit way how we trip Mason Rudolph, isn't it? A little bit. You know, they go out there and have one preseason game, and they're they're done for us. But yeah, as kids, I think we're we're a funny bunch, aren't we? We're, we're, we're oh, kids. Nice kids are we're... mean. Kids are yeah. really, like, kids are really mean. Like, like, the, the, the kids are very mean to each other. Oh. 
<laughs> well, look, that wraps up part one of Steelers Touchdown Under. Hold tight for about five or so seconds, and we'll be back with part two. I mean, Mark, it's incredible. We're, uh, we've stuck to a half an hour. Bad's going to get the big, the big tick for us. This is incredible. We're, we're, we're finding fame today. We're on song. Uh, but, we're yeah, join us in part two. Legends. We're going to look at the- <laughs> we're going to look at the players that found fame, some bit of audience Q&A, and we're going to try and wrap this up in time for you guys to hear Donnie Shell, you know, present as part of the enshrinement ceremony. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.